Hi Mission Point, my name is Olivia Burkholder and I serve as the Director of Congregational Care here at Mission Point. Today we want to share some of what the Lord has been doing through one of our missional communities. If you're not familiar with the term missional community, it's what other churches would call small groups or life groups. They're groups of people who do life together and help each other love Jesus more and more purposely live his mission. We have been so excited to see that at work, and each of the individuals in this group would say that it is all the Lord at work, that he's used the giftings and abilities that he's given these people to make a significant impact and to show and share the love of God where they work, live, and play. We pray that this would be an encouragement to you as well, and that you would feel empowered to go out and live on mission in your own sphere of influence. Hi, I'm Marie Bradley. I'm Shane. We've been going to Mission Point for about two and a half years and have been part of a missional community for about the last year and we've loved all of it. Hi, we're Matt and Eolissa Wise. We've been going to Mission Point for a little over five years now and we recently joined the small group with the Grosses and the Bradleys. So the family that our small group's been helping is a single mom and her two sons. So we were um, in contact with this family. Um, it's been several months ago now. I got a phone call um, through Mission Point's Benevolence Program, and she reached out to us um, just for some financial help and counseling. And it turned out that what she needed was a lot more than just a quick meeting showing her how to do a budget. So we um, recommended that Mission Point do a significantly deeper dive and um, really take time to help her out. And so that was how um, interacting with her started. It was shortly after, it felt like shortly after we joined the small group, we started really looking at what can we do to connect more with the community, what more can we do as a small group to help others, and then this kind of just fell in our laps. We had met one night and had been talking about how we could use the four pillars that Mission Point wants to use, which are connect, serve, give, and reach. And um, using our strengths, my husband uh, created a spreadsheet that randomized those things, and it shows give. And so we prayed that night about who we could be looking for to help give to. So the day after we had talked through how we wanted to give, uh, Abisha was in a staff meeting at church and Kira had approached her with, specifically with this person in mind as to if our group could help and that was just a real answer to prayer, immediate answer to prayer as to how we, our group could serve our community and that was really cool to see how it all came together. As far as what we've been doing to help this person out, we honestly haven't been doing much. I'm a teacher, I'm off in the summer, I find myself with a lot of free time. So I've just been taking every opportunity I have to check in with her, see if she needs a ride to work or ride to go around places to look for work, getting groceries. She moved from a hotel to an apartment, so we I helped her move. Really nothing that requires much. We're not just ministering as Marie and I, but we're ministering as an entire small group. So, um, one, none of us feel overwhelmed. Um, we've split the, the workload um, so that if you ask any single one of us, um, we'll tell you that we haven't really done that much. And it's not that that much hasn't been done, it's that it's just been spread out so that it's not that burdensome or overly burdensome on any one of us. 
And another thing is that we've each been able to use our particular um, skill set or you know gifts of the Holy Spirit, however you want to call it. Um, Marie and I, we have more um, analytical skill set. I helped her with the budgeting. So I've seen God working through me throughout this process and, and helping this person find a job. Uh, one job that was readily available to her, paid well, and had good hours. However, uh, she didn't know how to use a measuring tape. So it took a lot of patience for me to think about that. And so I was able to sit down with her just in Owen's over a, a cup of coffee and discuss how to use a measuring tape, uh, print out some worksheets, do my teaching thing and talk about, you know, uh, even though it's not the metric system, uh, how we use a measuring tape in the workforce. The first interaction that I had with them was that they didn't have any kitchen silverware, kitchen plates, anything like that. And so they were living in a hotel and using just basic paper products for everything. And so our group decided it would be good to get her some supplies for that so I went to Goodwill and got plates, cups, silverware, just basic needs there and then uh, we met, Abisha had taken her grocery shopping and so we all decided to meet at Owens and so that was our first interaction with her, um, just getting to, getting to know her a little bit and since then I've taken her grocery shopping, I take her to the bank, I've picked her up from work a few times and taken her where she needs to go and just recently we were able to interact with her youngest son and so that was a lot of fun to get to connect with him on a personal level and not just helping them through difficulties but actually to get to know him a little bit. We spent one whole evening just after work all day long running her from errand to errand to errand and she kept apologizing um, and we kept saying no, no we're here for you and I, I think that alone shows her that we care, that God cares about her and we didn't even have to say God loves you for her to see it. Um, and, and it's such a huge part of witnessing is actions, not just the words. Um, I think that's probably the most impact we've seen is how our actions can display God. When Jesus was on earth, he spent a lot of time before he would try to minister to someone spiritually, he met their physical needs, whether it was healing them or um, feeding them, that sort of thing. And that's what we've tried to do here as well. Um, Marie and I are very much so not the kind of people that could go stand on a busy street corner and witness or knock on doors um, during one of the prayer events. But what we can do is um, help meet physical needs. We can help someone move. We can um, sit down to them and talk about their budget because I'm a nerd. <laughs> and so that's what we've done here. And we've tried to be, um, to show Christ by um, helping someone's physical needs and then um, with the goal of them being more spiritually available as a result of that. Good morning everybody. Everybody doing alright? Good to see everybody. My name is Mike Taylor and uh, my wife and I Myra, we serve teaching third graders. So I get to be with you today instead of the third graders. They're fun. You guys going to be fun? And then I'm also on the elder board here. And um, it's an honor for me to be able to do this today. And uh, this is called MP Voices. And um, we did the burgers recently with Agatas Ministries. And today we've got Jake and Abisha. And this is just an opportunity for you to hear from people 
within our family who are on mission, who are on mission, showing and sharing the love of Jesus Christ. So the video that you just saw was an example of that. Six people, they get to represent them today, um, who are just ordinary folks through their missional community, which is our name for small group ministries, serving the Lord. So uh, Jake's been with the church for six years. Abisha's been with the church for three and a half years. And I thought it'd be cool to, you guys tell them a little bit about yourself. Maybe start with, where are you from? Yeah, so I grew up uh, outside of Fort Wayne in Cherubusco, Indiana, and um, yeah, I went to Carroll High School. I was born in India, came here when I was three, and we, I grew up in Springfield, Ohio. So it's interesting, you both, both are engineers, um, you're still a practicing engineer, where are you working, what do you do? And... Yeah, I work at uh, Zimmer Biomet in the sports medicine group, so I do product development there. And Abisha is a retired engineer, and she's doing what? Um, I get to serve as the uh, AV director here at Mission Point. So she's hoping everything works really well this morning for us. Yeah, and you guys met <clears throat> where? India? Cherubusco? No, we no. met uh, here in Warsaw at, at Zimmer Biomet. So yeah, we've been work. married a little over three yeah. years. Yep. Were you studying the anatomy of a knee together or shoulder or something like that? And something about her, just like, boom, this girl <laughs> knows knees. Yeah. yeah. No? <laughs> what, what was it? I don't know. I think, uh, so I, I came into the group. She was already working at the company for several years, and I came in, and uh, she had transferred some of her projects to me to get me started, and um, I think I just asked her if she was involved in any community, and then for the next hour, I heard all the things that she was involved with here in Warsaw, so that's, that's kind of how it cool. started. Great. Well, we've been talking quite a bit in the last 24 hours, and we just want this to be a time of interaction where you get to hear their story and their missional community story. And so I've watched the video a couple times, and here's what I gleaned from the video. Tape measure. Somebody came up to us after church. They received a text from their daughter last week. Mom and Dad, teach your kids how to use a tape measure. Is that not amazing? They got that text the other day, and that's one of the focuses of our time today. Um, food. Providing food for somebody. Budget. Money. Teaching somebody how to manage their money. But if this one didn't touch you, I don't know what will. Transitioning from paper plates to a plate. How many of you have... 20 extra plates in your house, or you have enough silverware for, you know, 50 people. And yet this mom had no silverware. She had no plates. And these guys figured out a, a way to, to, to meet those tangible needs. So as we were talking, what made your group decide to do this? Yeah, so as a group, we had been just uh, talking and, and then praying about um, how we could become more involved in a tangible way uh, with our community and, and those around us. Um, Abisha, being part of the staff, had um, been in several discussions about the four pillars that we try to practice here at Mission Point, um, connect, serve, give, and reach. And so she was really excited to bring those back to the group and say, hey, we should... Um, we should be doing this as a group. We should figure out 
how to you know, practice these pillars um, each and every month. And so that's kind of how it started. And then as we'll mention in a moment, uh, the very next day, the Lord provided a way um, for us to do exactly what we had been praying mm. for. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, and kind of what Jake was alluding to, the what had happened was we were meeting for a small group. We had told them about the idea, and they were eager and willing, um, and we just didn't know where to start or what to do. So we took the pillars and put them in a hat, and <laughs> give came out. Um, but we're like, oh, that's it's give. I mean, what we've been, you know, we've been doing that, so what we should try again. So, of course, um, Shane made the <laughs> spreadsheet, and three times it randomly generated give. So it was like, okay, God was telling us we needed to give. Um, and then mm-hmm. the next day at the staff meeting, um, I think the missions director, Kira, had mentioned, hey, Mission Point is connected with um, a family, and we don't know what to do. And we were thinking if you guys could just pray about, you know, how we can help this person. And I thought, well, hey, we just prayed for an opportunity last night. Maybe our small group can help. I don't know what it is that this person needs, but just let us know. So we connected after the staff meeting, and that's how it all started. So just hearing the whole spreadsheet thing, <clears throat> it amazes me. Young, young folks, put this thing in a spreadsheet and let the little algorithm begin to work, and this word keeps popping up. It's pretty, pretty awesome. So you guys launched this. What were kind of your initial thoughts? I mean, how'd you process making this happen? You're going from a small group that's reaching out to this single mom with two kids, one of whom has special needs. Um, what was the process for making that happen? Did you have a plan? Was it kind of tough at the beginning? How, how'd it go for you guys? Yeah, I mean, really, I think we just took it uh, day by day. Um, you know, the Lord had plan this months in advance and it knew what was going to happen for months in the future after we started this but um, for us we were just kind of getting into it and it started out that hey she uh, she doesn't have a car she needs some rides to work can you guys either provide those rides or provide for a service that would give her those rides and so that's kind of how it started and as we began to build the relationship with her and her kids um, you know the rest is kind of just history, you know, but again, day by day uh, is how that, how that process went. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, Shane said something <clears throat> in the video that really touched me last night when I watched it. We met physical needs so that we could be spiritually available. That's a pretty awesome expression meeting these physical needs so that we had the ability to speak into her life spiritually. Um, As we were talking yesterday, you said things happened in such a way that it had to be of God. It was a God thing, or you saw the hand of God. I think it'd be great for them to hear, and you also have some scripture that you've tied into this. How did you guys feel like as you began to move forward, it was obvious that God wanted you to do this. How were things orchestrated? Yeah, so several instances where God came through on this. The first one, as we already described, you know, we prayed about this. The next day, an opportunity came up. So that was just, um, that was awesome. And then probably the biggest thing that we saw was just how the Lord provided um, uh, a home for her, an apartment she had been living with her two children uh, in a hotel, as I mentioned on the video, um, since we had known her. And, 
God came through in a big way uh, to provide a, an apartment for her. Yeah, and so the details on that was we had been given a month's notice, and then in a week to that deadline, we still hadn't figured out um, how to get her from this motel to a stable living situation. And I had been on buy-sell trade, I think it was late at night, and um, I had seen a post, and I thought, wow, this is a great opportunity, it's going to go quick. So I contacted the person and said, can we meet? I wanna, I'm interested in this place. And then waited until Jacob was asleep at that point. So I, next morning I asked him, hey, are you okay with us pursuing this option? And he said, well, we have two days till the deadline and there's no furnishing. The, how are we going to get everything um, together? And I thought, well, let me reach out to Jamie Kozer. So I had, and she, um, being a part of the missions uh, team had connections and put it on her social media and within two hours uh, God had provided between I think there's more than 10 people came together and they just jumped on the opportunity and that's how I saw the Lord just miraculously provide and saw his heart um, connect with this family and mm -hmm. providing them their needs so that they could be in a stable living situation. Yeah, and it wasn't, um, it wasn't small things either. I mean, within hours, we had mattresses, beds, dressers, um, you know, appliances. I mean, it was just amazing how God came through to meet this deadline and, and so that we could get her into this place before, um, before she had to leave the, hmm. the hotel. So it was awesome. So one of the things we were talking about pre-service both times was... <clears throat> that this little talk here this morning will impact you. Myra came up to me afterwards and said, don't forget to say something to young people, like these little girls on the front row here, that they have the capacity to reach out to others, just like the adults do. I, I got a little bit emotional during the first service. I, I hope it doesn't happen right now, because when I get emotional, I have a hard time talking. But... When they started telling me about the hotel, it really bothered me. That, that should really bother us. Um, and then we were just talking again how if you think in terms of living in a hotel room where this gal was living, there was no refrigerator. They had a little one of those little fridges you have in college and no microwave and no hot plate was allowed. So what does that mean? That means you eat fast food or you eat processed packaged food, which means they were just telling me the kids are suffering from nutrition issues. And yet they saw this. How many more in our community are waiting for you and me to stop being introspective and looking outside of ourselves? So very touching for me. You were, gonna, were you going to read that verse now? Is that a good time? We had somebody come up to us afterwards and share verses with us. We had people come up afterwards and say, awesome. So we're hoping the same thing for the second service, that we're going to get the same kind of feedback. But go ahead with that. That was sure. awesome. Um, just kind of thinking back and, and looking at how God's <clears throat> moved, the verse that really stuck out to me yesterday was Romans 12. It says, um, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. 
If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Hmm. And I said this in the first service, and I'll say it again. It's not like we were studying this verse as a small group and said, oh, well, Matt, you've got the gift of teaching, and Shane, you're really good with money, and um, Jake, you love to serve. Um, It was more of we saw the needs, and God opened our eyes to those needs, and then we just naturally just were passionate about filling those because that's just how God had created us. And so that's what I think would be a good verse for this. Cool. So uh, Nikki Brewer came up to me after church and said, read 1 Peter 4, around, yeah, 11. If anyone serves, they should do it with the strength that God provides so that in all things God may be praised. Right? That's something we've talked about. How do you guys feel about that? Because I know that you know others are doing the same kind of stuff you're doing. Yeah, I mean, to God be the glory in in this whole situation, and um, we just feel fortunate that we've had this opportunity. You know, as we'll talk about in this in a moment. You know, we have grown as a small group through this, and um, we would have not had that opportunity had God not provided this for yeah. us. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, our our mission, our goal in this is to, you know, show the light to the single mom and her children. Um, through these actions. And as Shane had mentioned, and, and you did as well, um, we, we desire for her to be spiritually available through this. So mm-hmm. we just mm-hmm. want her to see God's glory through yeah. these works. So tell us how your group, like what it's done for your group. Because a lot of folks out here belong to missional communities. Yeah. Um, maybe they would like to do the same sort of thing. So how's it helped your group? What's it done for you guys? Yeah, I mean, for us, we've... Um, like many of you, probably we meet you know every other week. We go through a, a study. We've used Right Now Media. Um, <clears throat> we have that time uh, twice a month to go through the study, and we'll have a, a meal every so often, maybe once every month or two. Uh, but we really desired for more you know connection um, and growth within our group, and this was just an awesome opportunity for us to be able to come together around a, a common mission or a common goal um, to help this family out. And that uh, in itself has brought us together in a way that just going through scripture or um, going through a study, as important as those are, um, they're not you know, necessarily tangible things that we're doing um, as a group, and this was. And so it just helped us grow to a, a different level. That's been great. I think also it's increased a lot of communication, as communication is key to many relationships. It's, you know, gotten us out of our comfort zones and figured out how we can help one another, um, as well as this uh, single mom and her family. And even with Jake and I in our relationship, I just saw how God used, you know, I was more of like the visionary, more of seeing the overall picture where, you know, Jake would remind me of the day-to-day tasks and did you, you know, message um, the single mom, did you make sure that, you know, groceries were taken to her this week or were coordinated? And so God kind of even used us individually in our relationship hmm. to work together and improve that communication as well. What's the communication app you're using? 
We use uh, GroupMe, uh, GroupMe. For, for our group. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep. That's probably something good for each of our uh, small groups to be thinking about. Um, I'm going to read something that the Lord touched me with as they were talking the first service. And then I want you to be thinking about how you feel like this young lady has grown spiritually or is more spiritually minded or maybe more open to the things of God. Remember John 4? Jesus, disciples walking, come to a well. It's about midday, it's hot. And disciples go to get food and Jesus meets a woman. She was a Samaritan woman, and you know as well as me that in Scripture, that's an outcast, and Jesus is a Jew, she's a Samaritan, and she had a lot of life challenges. Um, This young lady that we're talking about probably didn't have the same challenges of this young lady, but she's got a lot of challenges, obviously. Single mom living in a hotel, two kids, one with special needs, and this woman in John 4 had a lot of sin in her life, and she met Jesus Christ. Well, this gal's meeting Jesus Christ through them. Listen to what John says at the end of this chapter. This is what really got me motivated this morning. Imagine if this young lady acts like this Samaritan woman when it says, many of the Samaritans from that town believed in Jesus Christ because of the woman's testimony. Go from being an individual that's had six marriages or six relationships to being a disciple of Jesus Christ like that. And it says, he told me everything I ever did. Jesus did. So when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they urged him to stay with them for two days. And many more people became believers in Jesus Christ as a result of the Samaritan woman's testimony. See, we have to think beyond just giving this lady food and teaching her a tape measure. But what if she really grabs Christ and becomes a leader in her network of people who live in hotels and who are down and out? So what are you guys thinking? You think she's um, making some progress? What's encouraging for you when you look at her, her life and yeah, just for me, the the most encouraging thing, what I've seen over the course of the two or three months that we've been interacting with her um, is just her her, um, her desire for prayer. Uh, so when we started out, the first time that we had asked to pray with her and the kids, you know, there was a little bit of reluctancy and, um, you know, unsuredness of the situation. Uh, but through that time, I know, so Abisha would take her to work typically once a week, um, sometimes twice a week. And during those times, she would pray with her. And now we fast forward a few months, and um, when she is in a tough situation, when she's going through a hard time, she's actually reached out for prayer, uh, which has been just awesome to see that she has that desire to be you know, showered with, um, with prayer and with God's um, mercies on her life. So, yeah, as soon as we get a, um, a request for prayer, you know, it goes out in the group me, whoever she sends it to. We send it out to the, the whole group, and so everybody's praying, and it's just been really, really neat to see um, growth in that area. And I know I had some really good conversations with her in the vehicle, and I asked her about, you know, her family or 
um, just her upbringing or, you know, what she thought about church. And the first conversations that we ever had, it was very, you know, distant and there wasn't much there um, in regards to that area, maybe because of past hurts or things that she had encountered. And um, to hear that she's interested in coming to church, that she has that desire and she wants prayer is just very mm. encouraging. It mm. shows movement there. Just had another thought. Didn't do this first service. That's right. Remember the Samaritan story? What did the good Samaritan do for the guy that got hurt? Remember? Somebody tell me some of the things he did. Found the guy on the side of the road. What did he do? Speak up. Sorry, I'm old. Cleaned him up. What did he use? Wine, oil. Okay? Wine has alcohol in it. Kills bacteria. Anybody here use essential oils? Probably. (laughs) Oiled it. What else did he do? Took him to the hotel. Gave him a ride. Do you have a donkey? <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing if her car was a Nissan donkey? <laughs> but no, look at this. <clears throat> you know, we read that story, and we need to glean from that story. This guy used his resources <clears throat> to help somebody less fortunate than him, it cost him. He used his oil. He used his wine. He didn't ride the donkey. He walked. So he used his donkey power. She uses her gasoline. He took him to a hotel. They got her out of a hotel into a home. All of this took time, energy, resources. And yet... It's impacting three lives and probably indirectly impacting a lot more. That's cool. I just thought of that. Isn't that great? You think about the application of that story. So um, you are going to kind of share with the crowd, if they want to do this, just give them some tips and some of your thoughts on the crowd and what they're doing and all that. It would be nice to hear what you guys are thinking about that. Yes, we know our situation is not unique. Um, There's many missional communities that are serving every day in ways that none of us know. And so, um, you know, we are just uh, happy to be part of a body that has this focus. Um, If you're looking to get more involved in a tangible way like this, um, you know, just have a a verse to encourage you first. And it's uh, 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. Um, if we could go to that on the screen, that would be great. So it says, And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, hmm. you will abound in every good work. And so the, the blessing may be, you know, in a time of um, uncertainty with the situation. It may be, um, you know, just not knowing how to approach uh, a new relationship or stepping outside your comfort zone. Mm. But, I mean, that just that verse spoke to me um, as we were talking about this yesterday, spoke to us. And just, I mean, know that when you take this step, um, that God will uh, provide what you need to, um, to carry this through. And it's ultimately His work. Uh, it's not ours. 
um, all we did was say yes. So we would just encourage you to say yes when the opportunity presents and be yeah. intentional yeah. about seeking that out. And also after the first service, I was talking to someone and um, just reminded that, you know, we weren't really looking at ourselves in who we were or what we could accomplish, but more so we walked in not knowing what we were going to do or, um, you know, we had some sort of unknown that we had to deal with and we were all put outside of our mm. comfort zone. So it's something that um, in those moments to remember, you know, all things are possible with God and that he does come through in those situations. And in those moments, we may not have completely fully been there in the trust department, but, you know, God did provide and he did come through and he does um, you know, we're, we're all children of God, and we just need to obey, and I think that's where the challenge is. Yeah, so as I looked out across the crowd here, and I was trying to look over here, but I can't see y'all very well because it's a little dark, but um, I thought of this verse again, that we do all things so that God may be glorified, and I really appreciated that in these two guys. So we know that there's a lot going on in this church. In this sector over here, there's a ministry, 1,700 kids were reached with sports in our community over the last two months, Agatas. We have another ministry that's global called Design Outreach, water ministry, and they're doing design work. We have a ministry right here on the fifth row that works in Haiti doing leadership training. Uh, the first service, we had Beloved Not Forgotten, which is a ministry to trafficked people just in our church. I mean, it's amazing how people are on mission, and that's something we wanted to be sure that we recognize this morning. Um, we wanted to know if there's been any key words that have touched you this morning. Now, your first service colleagues really spoke out. We got some really cool words that maybe the Lord's touched your heart with. The greatest thing is, is not that we sit up here and talk to you, but the greatest thing is, is that you're so impacted that you're going to apply this in your life, okay? Listen to two verses that I thought of as I interacted with these guys yesterday on the phone and by email. This is often called <clears throat> the uh, platinum rule. You know, we have the golden rule, but we have the platinum rule, and it was spoken by Jesus Christ. Everybody listen, this is like phenomenal. Jesus said, my command is this, that you love each other as I have loved you. And this is just a little bit of a demonstration of that, expressing the love of Jesus Christ to people. But my favorite verse, as I thought of these guys, was spoken by a guy who was a trillionaire who wrote 900 Proverbs that are recorded and about 2,100 more that are unrecorded. He was considered the wisest man that ever lived on the face of this earth. Ever. And he said this. Ask me if you think this is worth doing. He who is kind to the poor lends to the Lord. God will reward him for what he has done. Can you think of anything more valuable on this earth today, in this postmodern American culture, where we see so much hatred going on, that we would begin reaching out to those who are less fortunate than us? 
Understanding that when you lend to them, you've actually just made a loan to God. And God sees that. We never give to get. We give to help. Um, Lord, touch you with any thoughts this morning? Anybody have any one words that you've been touched with? The word ordinary really hit me hard. These are ordinary folks doing pretty unordinary things. How about you? Any words? Speak up. Yes. So they responded with yes when God asked them to do something. Love. 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 Yeah, I think you're seeing the difference between a 61-year-old and a 30-ish-year-old. <laughs> Love! Yeah, love. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, I know for me personally, uh, I, I'm an introvert, so any type of uh, new relationships or conversations with people that I don't know being sort of thrust into that position is certainly a stretch for me. So God has used this opportunity for me personally to, um, to just grow me uh, in the area of of interaction and just being outgoing. Um, you know, the, the youngest son that she has, he's a seventh grader, and um, getting to interact with him, mm-hmm. uh, which is an opportunity I don't have very often, has just been really great. I think God's been using that um, to, to grow me. And I know as our group, um, we've been growing together around this common goal, and that's been really great to see. And I think for me personally, it's been um, just growing in steadfastness and faithfulness. Uh, when I met Jake, he was very much so let's um, minister through service and through being faithful to somebody over a course of their life, where for me it was more of um, I'll pray with you, I'll buy you something, um, you know, I'll sit and spend quality time with mm-hmm. you, but uh, make that a lifelong commitment and I'm not <laughs> comfortable in those situations. And so for me, it really, Mm. God was teaching me that he is faithful and that he is steadfast and he wants us to be that way as well. And that really stretched me in that area. Yeah. Thanks for the question. Thanks, Hal. That was great. So, hey, it's really been good to chat with you all this morning. And I, I just am very encouraged by what you guys are doing. And I hope when you're old like me, you're still doing it. And I hope that God will continue to give you opportunities that you take advantage of. I'm sure the road's going to be a long road still ahead. But did y'all notice, did y'all notice what I brought this morning for y'all? Boiled peanuts. I told them if, she'd buy, if they'd buy boiled peanuts for that lady, she'd be their friend forever. We don't have any Southerners in here? Y'all are looking at me like I'm from outer space. <laughs> so missional communities which are small group ministries, are one of the ways that we are reaching out in our community. And we would encourage you to consider, if you're not part of a missional community, become a part of one. Okay, come on, it's great. Myra and I have been doing it for four years, and it's wonderful, it's invigorating. Most of the people in it are younger than us, and it's just very, very, very good. 
But we'd encourage you to consider how you might use your skills. And this is where Myra reminded me to say something to you young folks, college kids. Figure out a way to be showing and sharing the love of Jesus Christ. Pray that God will reveal situations to you. One of the comments from the first service was they took advantage of a divine opportunity. Um, So as a church, we have a motto here, and I'm going to ask you guys, what's our motto? We invite everyone everywhere to life in Christ. So for me, that means home. That means church. That means Kosciuszko Community Hospital and my neighborhood. That's my sphere of influence. What's your sphere of influence? I mean, has this, is this something you've thought about? Inviting everyone, everywhere to life in Christ. And so we want to pray for those moments to be on mission. We'd like to ask any elders that are here to come on up front, any missional community leaders that are here to come on up front. And if you would like to talk with somebody about something you need prayer for, or if you haven't made that awesome step of accepting Christ as your Savior, this will be a great time. They'll be right up here up front. Come up and talk to us. We'd love to pray for you. And I'm just going to close our time in prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for Jake, Abisha, and their four colleagues. The sixth of them were presented with an opportunity, a divine appointment, and they decided to teach someone how to read a tape measure, how to do a budget, buy food for them, travel around, get them a job, and miraculously find them an apartment where they can actually cook and interface with other human beings. And so, Lord, we do pray for this mom and her kids that she would realize this incredible gift, but the deep, the deep reason behind it is these are Christ followers and they want her to know about Jesus Christ. Lord, may this not just be another story that people hear and see, but it will be a story that impacts our hearts, God. There are hotels around here filled with people eating McDonald's every day. There are single moms even in our midst I know a few help us God not to always be consumed with ourselves and our problems they're very real We all have them. We all got to work to eat, but help us to be looking outside of ourselves. And may this testimony of a young couple be one that stimulates all of us, regardless of our age and position in life, to just keep asking that question, how in the world can we share and show the gospel of Jesus to those around us? So we just commit this time to you. May your Holy Spirit use it to help us this week. In your name I pray, amen.